today we're going to be walking through uh, part of the Christmas story in Luke uh, 1, 26 through 38, and also we'll move into Matthew 1, uh, 18 through 25. But, you know, before we start digging into the scripture, before we start seeing what God is saying through the word, I just want you to know that God is looking today to find out if there's some willing vessels here at Riverside. He's trying to find out if there's some that will say yes to the work that he has for you, say yes to the plans that he has for you. He's looking for a few humble servants that will submit to his will, knowing that he can take a few, Jesus, Mary, and Joseph, and create a miracle. So today, women of Riverside, as you walk in Mary's shoes, Think to yourself, will I yield to God? Men of Riverside, as you listen to Joseph's story, think to yourself, will I walk in his shoes? They may get uncomfortable when I stay steadfast. God just needs a few to say yes. Yes to his will, yes to his way, yes to his plan. He doesn't take a lot but he needs each one of us to say yes. Turn with me first to Luke 1, 26 through 35. <clears throat> and it says there, in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God to the city of Galilee named, named Nazareth to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. And he came to her and said, Greetings, O favored one, the Lord is with you. But she was greatly troubled at the saying and tried to discern what sort of greeting this might be. And the angel said to her, Don't be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb a bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. He will be great, and he will be called the Son of the Most High. And the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David. And he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. And his kingdom there will be no end. Mary said to the angel, how will this be since I'm a virgin? And the angel answered her and said, the Holy Spirit will come upon you. And the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the child to be born will be called Holy, the Son of God. And behold, your relative Elizabeth in her old age has also conceived the son in, in this sixth month and with her, who is called barren. For nothing will be impossible for God. And Mary said, Behold, I am the servant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your will. And the angel of the Lord departed from her. You see, in that verse 26 through 29, the angel Gabriel comes to Mary, an engaged woman, a woman pledged to be married, a woman of obscurity, no fame, no notoriety, an unknown person. Gabriel, the angel sent by God, the same Gabriel that was sent to interpret Daniel's dreams 500 years ago. Gabriel now comes to the Virgin Mary, a virgin pure and unblemished, 
to a Nazareth town, highly regarded by the Jews as a place of your report. Gabriel proclaiming that Mary is favored and the Lord is with her. Surely she had every reason to be startled. Surely she had every reason to be afraid and she was every reason to be troubled. It's in our nature that when our daily routine gets disrupted and when our plans get out of whack and when things interrupt what we thought was going to happen, we get a little anxious with life. When the unexpected disrupts our day and we get flustered and angry because it's not going our way. Mary had every reason to question what was going on. Imagine if Gabriel appeared here in the sanctuary. How would we react? Would we cower in fear? Would we lift our hands in worship? Would we bow our heads in adornment? A young teenager facing an angel of God. But what did Gabriel say? In that verse 30, God's messenger said, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid, Mary, because you have favor with God. Don't be afraid, Mary, because God has his hand on you. God has a plan for you, Mary, because he sees something in you that he wouldn't plant his seed in you. But before he shares it with you, Mary, don't be afraid. Women of Riverside, God has a plan for you. Don't be afraid. You too have favor with God. You too have favor with God. And he has a plan for your life, an audacious and a big plan. And when he reveals it to you, when he reveals it to you, don't be afraid. As a daughter of the Most High God, he's watching over you. He's covering you. He's protecting you. He tells you in his word that no weapon formed against you will prosper. So when you find yourself outside of your plan, and God is asking you to step into his plan. Trust him. Remember his word. Don't fear his plan. Fear is not of God. God said, I didn't give you a spirit of fear, but a spirit of power and love and a sound mind. Don't be afraid. In that verse 31 through 33, And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, and he will be great, and he will be called the Son of the Most High. And the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. No end. Eternally. Mary, although you haven't been with a man, although you are engaged to Joseph, I'm about to change your plans. In fact, you're about to conceive a child. 
pregnant with the Son of God. Not just any child, but a child of the Most High. And oh, by the way, let me tell you what his name is going to be. His name is going to be Jesus, meaning the Lord saves. Mary already had a plan. Mary's plan was looking towards her wedding with Joseph. Mary's plan was celebrating that day of union with her husband. Mary's plan was having a baby on her own with her new husband. Oh, but when God steps in, when God shows up, we have to let our plans go. We have to give our plans up. We can't hold on to the same plans that have kept us in bondage. For his plan for our lives is great. His plan for your life is great. The plans that you have are your plans, not God's plans. Sometimes we try so desperately to hold on to that thing that we thought would work for us. Sometimes we hold on too long and find ourselves in quicksand because we held on to a plan that wasn't going to work. Let your old plans go. Step into God's plan. Gabriel said, he will be the son of the most high. The son of the most high, the son of God. His kingdom will be no end. You see, Gabriel was proclaiming to Mary the fulfillment of an old prophecy that came out of 2 Samuel 7.16 when you know, in that verse 16 there, it said, God said to David, your house and your kingdom shall be made sure forever. And your throne shall be established forever. You see, God confirms in the New Testament what he said in the Old Testament. It's not two separate books. It's one life for us. You would think that a young teenage virgin receiving an unexpected visitation from an angel would be now totally floored, totally consumed with worry, totally consumed with fear, overwhelmed to the point where she wouldn't know exactly how to respond. But this was not the case with Mary. In the midst of all of this, the angel's words spoke to her heart. The angel's words said, Mary, you're favored. Do not be afraid. Don't worry about what Joseph is going to think. Don't worry about what your parents are going to think. Don't worry about what your friends are going to think. Don't worry about being stoned. Don't worry about being called a harlot. Just step into God's plan and trust him. When God reveals his plan for us, let us just remember his words of encouragement that greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world. Remember his words of encouragement that we can do all things through Christ that strengthens us. Remember his words of encouragement that says, with man some things are impossible, but with God all things are possible. What did Mary say in that verse 34? She said, how will this be since I am a virgin? You see, Gabriel did not say to Mary, um, you know, you and Joseph are going to get together and have a son. 
Gabriel didn't say to Mary, uh, when you get married, you're going to have a son. Gabriel said to Mary, in your current condition as a virgin, you will bear the son of God. But in a humble way, Mary said, how is that to be? It wasn't doubting God. It wasn't questioning his ability. It was a question of instruction. What, how is this supposed to happen, God? You see, Mary, through her natural mind, through her natural senses, could not conceive how the Holy Spirit could birth in her the seed of God. You know, she had, she had not considered the supernatural God that sent the messenger to her to begin with. She had not considered the power of the Holy Spirit to breathe life into clay. She had forgotten how God had brought her people out of exile through the wilderness, feeding them with manna from heaven. You see, Mary had forgotten how God had already parted the Red Sea and brought them to a land flowing with milk and honey. Sometimes when God presents you with his plan, we must remember what he's already done for us how he's already healed us, how he's already brought us out of addiction, how he's already fixed our marriages, how he's already saved our kids. When he brings us into his plan, let's not be fearful of what God is getting ready to do, but trust on what he's already done. He's already displayed his awesome power. He's already delivered us and kept us and protected us. It is our witness, our testimony that carries us through those challenging times. It is our witness and our testimony that says, yes, I'm standing here because God healed my body so that somebody else will know that cancer will not defeat them. It's our testimony that strengthens those around us to know that it's all right to step into God's plan. God knew Mary's heart and understood her need for asking the question. He knew the weight that he was putting on her, a young teenage virgin, just like he knows our hearts, just like he knows our needs. So he answered her. Gabriel, Gabriel didn't question her, didn't admonish her, didn't rebuke her. He said, and at verse 35, he said, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the child to be born will be called Holy, the Son of God. Gabriel knew. God knew that Mary needed to hear that answer. That the Son of God was going to be born through her, through the power of the Holy Spirit. Jesus, unblemished by man's sin, Untainted by the fall in the garden, Jesus, Jesus, the one that says, I am pure, I am holy, but I am fully man and fully God. God breathing life into a virgin womb, the son of man being created in the secrecy of creation. Mary didn't ask God for further confirmation, but you see, God knew that Mary needed to understand that his power was still active. And at verse 36, he says, the angel comes out, he says, and behold, your relative Elizabeth in her old age has also conceived a son. And this is the sixth month with her, 
who is, who is called barren, for nothing is impossible for God. You see, Mary may have still been a little shaky on what God was getting ready to do, even after telling her, but God sent another message that said, I'm still in control. I still have power. I still have authority. The rules of nature don't apply to me. Why? Because God created them. Age does not have any limitation on God's ability. So from a barren room and an old woman, he created life. Mary needed to know that because he was ready to take her on a journey that she wasn't quite sure of. God always is there to explain things to us. It's the spirit in which we go to him, which opens up to receive the answer. Women of Riverside, no matter what you're going through, no matter what you're about to go through, God is still in control. No matter what God has asked you to do, God is still all-powerful. There's nothing that's impossible for God. Yield as Mary yielded. What did she say? Behold, I am the servant of the Lord. Let it be according to your word, O God. Whatever God has put on your hearts, just say yes. God is looking for willing vessels. Will you be a willing vessel for God? He may be calling you to minister to the young women of the church. Just say yes. He may be calling you to be more active in missionary work. Just say yes. He may be calling you to start a prayer group. Just say yes. He may be telling you to reach out to other women. Married women coming together. Don't worry about your qualifications. Don't worry about your degrees. Don't worry about your theological training. God is no respecter of person. He can use anybody. Mary. No qualifications other than being a virgin and being of the house of David. But God used her in a mighty way. If God is choosing you, he's already made a way. Just trust him. Just say, yes, Lord, I am your servant. Yes, Lord, I will act according to your will. There is nothing that God can't do in our lives if we say, I'm available. Make yourselves available to God and let him use you. Turn to me, turn with me to Matthew 1. 18 through 25. <clears throat> it says, Now the birth of Jesus Christ took place in this way. When his mother had been betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. And her husband Joseph, being a just man and unwilling to put her to shame, resolved to divorce her quietly. But as he considered these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not fear to take Mary as your wife, for that which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you should call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill the Lord, fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet. 
Behold, the virgin shall conceive a son, bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. And when, Jesus, when Joseph woke from his sleep, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded him, and he took his wife. But he knew her not until she had given birth to a son. You see, God's message is consistent. The angel Gabriel and Luke has said, Mary, you're going to be with child. Before you even know Joseph, you will conceive. And here she is now. Mary, now with child, never having been with Joseph. The son of the living God in her womb. Fully man and fully God. Joseph starts scratching his head. I only have two options. I can divorce her, or I could turn her over to the courts to have her stoned. Well, being the just man that I am, I, I would not have her stoned. I think I'll just put her away quietly. Obviously, obviously that's better than having her stoned. But what about the third option? What about the third option? Why wouldn't Joseph marry her? What was in the way of him saying yes? Was there something about Joseph that, that would not allow him to face public humiliation? Was there something about Joseph that said, you know what, these circumstances is beyond my control and I don't want anything to do with the situation? You see, he had put around Mary limitations on what God could do in their relationship. He had looked at the situation and figured he couldn't find any way out other than saying yes to God. He was not ready to stand there and say, all right, public, here I am. This is my pregnant wife and uh, we're in this together. He is leaving Mary out to dry, alone. I asked myself, what if she had told him what was going on? What if she had shared with him about the circumstances of the pregnancy? Maybe, maybe then he might have understood and, and took a different course of action. But men being the great communicators that we are, he didn't even talk to Mary. There's nothing in the scripture where he referenced, I, I spoke to Mary about the situation. No questions, no conversation. Mary all alone. Sometimes men, sometimes men, it's okay to engage in conversation. Sometimes men, it's okay to ask a few questions or even listen before we start coming up with our own strategy about how to resolve a situation. Sometimes it's okay even to go to God before we begin our own analysis. You see, none of that in Joseph, and the scripture's silent on it, but it doesn't lead to the fact that make you think that he actually went to God and said, God, help me with this situation. 
No, Joseph needed a quick fix. He, he wanted to fix a potential embarrassing situation. Uh, you know, maybe his pride was taking over and stepping in, and maybe his fear was beginning to block God's plan. Sometimes we need to step back as men and say, God, help me. Maybe he heard rumors about the Immaculate Conception but couldn't embrace it because he wasn't there. The scripture is silent on the subject. But from his actions, I would say to Joseph, where is your faith? The one that's betrothed to you, the one that needs you, the one that, is, that was going to be with you. You've taken the short course and said the short, quick answer and said, well, I guess I'll divorce her. She was a woman favored by God. A blessed woman asked by the messenger of God, the carrier, the, the savior of the world. Joseph, have you placed conditions around your relationship with Mary that leaves no space for God? Has she disappointed you in such a way that, that all you care about now is yourself? You're ready to throw in the towel because things aren't going quite your way? Has fear gripped you to the point, Joseph, Renown is about self-preservation. Joseph, God has an awesome plan for your life. A plan for you and Mary and Jesus, the Son of God. Will you not turn to him? But we serve an awesome God. We serve a God of grace and mercy. And at verse 20 and 21, he says, <clears throat> talks about the fact that the angel of the Lord came to him. <clears throat> but as he considered these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not fear to take Mary as your wife. For that which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. God's grace and mercy stepping in. Despite Joseph's arrogance, despite his selfishness, the angel of the Lord speaks to Joseph. Despite his unwillingness to face public humiliation, God sent a messenger. A messenger that would say, Joseph, it's okay. It's okay. The first thing out of the angel's mouth was, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid of what God is doing in your life. Don't be afraid of what God's plan is for your life. Don't be afraid of the direction that he's taking you. Just because it wasn't what you planned. Sometimes when things get beyond our control and get out of whack, we get fearful. Sometimes when, when things aren't going quite the way everything was planned out, we begin to lose hope and we get fear setting into our lives. But God said, do not fear. The angel confirmed to him the same plan that God had shared with Mary. A son will be conceived by the Holy Spirit in her. God is consistent in his word without contradiction. 
Joseph, don't put away Mary. Take her as your wife. Put your plans aside. Step into God's plan. Men, we all have plans. We all have dreams. We all have schedules. Make space for God. God is looking for willing vessels. Vessels that would step into his plan. God is looking for willing men that will say, yes, God, I give up everything that I thought about just to walk in your will, to walk in your way, to walk in your spirit. God is calling us to yield to God's plan. Just the angel speaking to him in a dream was probably enough to move Joseph just a little bit. But the angel gave him another piece of information. He said, you know what, this is confirmation of what was spoken of in the Old Testament, a fulfillment of Scripture. Just as he did with Mary, he took him back to the Old Testament. He took him back to Isaiah 7.14. He said, behold, the virgin shall conceive a son and bear, and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel, meaning God with us. Yes, God is with us. The same God is with God the Father in the beginning of time. And he said, let us make man in our image. The same God that was with us when John said, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. This is the same God that John said the Word became flesh. Joseph, through the Word, was able to put aside his fears. Through God's messenger, Joseph was able to say yes to God's plan. Joseph ultimately said yes to what the angel had commanded him to do. He took Mary as his wife. Ultimately, he was obedient. Ultimately, he was a servant. Just as Mary eventually did. Men of Riverside, what is God calling you to do? Are you willing to be willing vessels for God? Is he calling you to lead a small group? Is he calling you to minister to someone? Is he calling you to go into a Bible study? Is he calling you to be a priest in your home? What is God calling you to do? Are you willing to step into those shoes? Whatever it is, whatever God's calling you to do, just say yes. Say yes like Jesus did when he said, I'm going to leave my place in heaven and come down to earth and offer himself as an eternal sacrifice that we would have eternal life. Jesus said, yes, I will come and I will be their Savior. I will be their Redeemer. Yes, I will be the one to restore the relationship between my Father and these people. Are there any here that will be willing vessels for God to move outside of your plan into God's plan? to be able to believe on the Word of God, to be able to live the Word of God, to be able to share the Word of God, to be able to share with others around you all that God has done. He's looking for willing vessels, not those that would let fear overcome them. He's looking for willing vessels, the ones that would say, yes, I submit to your will, Holy Spirit. Use me. In this season, in this time, in this Christmas spirit, Become a willing vessel. Say yes to God's plan. Say yes to what he's asking you to do. Jesus said yes. You say yes. It's time now to move outside of our comfort zone. Move outside of what God has called us to do. 
and say, God, I give up. I give it all to you. I yield my spirit to you. Maybe God is speaking to you. He's got a plan for you. Yield as Joseph and Mary did. Yield as Jesus did. The word of God for the people of God. Amen.